Welcome back to Dare to Develop. I'm Christine Herman. And I'm Ashley Baumgartner. And today we're welcoming Cassie of Cassie Valenti Photography onto the podcast. Today we'll hear from her about how she developed community in her area. And in particular, how she developed a community that helps keep her accountable in her business, just like Christine and I actually met in an accountability yes. group as well. So we can't wait to hear her tips on finding community and how to ensure that the community you build can help grow your business and not tear it back down. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Develop, a podcast for creatives. I'm Christine Herman. And I'm Ashley Baumgartner, and we are two hybrid wedding photographers that dub ourselves Work Wives. With a passion for developing community and daring to take risks in business and art, we want to bring you along on a journey. The journey of artists, makers, business professionals, and more who want to level up their businesses by daring greatly and developing community. So let's get started. Today on Dare to Develop, we're so excited to have Cassie Valente here with us. Thanks for joining us today, Cassie. Hey, ladies. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. We can't wait to hear from you all about developing community where you're at and how that has impacted your business along the line. It's impacted my business a lot, so I'm really excited <laughs> to, to share share all the news. <laughs> I awesome. can't wait. So before we get into all the details, can you tell us a little bit about you and your business? Yeah. So again, my name is Cassie. And I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. That's where I grew up. That's where I was born and raised and went to school. I was at Georgia Tech, um, studying something completely different from what I do now for business. So I am a full-time photographer now based here in San Francisco. I live in the Mission neighborhood where it's always sunny and thankfully a little flatter than the rest of the city. (laughs) And I photograph weddings and portraiture full-time, averaging about usually like 20, 25 weddings a year, mostly in California, but also traveling all across the country to document these love stories. And I live in this funny little blue cottage in the middle of the mission with my husband, Michael, and our kind of pudgy (laughs) rescue dog, Rusty. I also had a dog named Rusty growing up. Did you really? Yes. (laughs) Wow. I I think (laughs) it's a really, I love that connection. (laughs) Amazing. Awesome. Well, Cassie, we'd love to jump into more about developing community. So can you tell us a little bit about the community you've developed over the years and what that looks like today in your business? Honestly, never could have imagined this scene almost 10 years ago, which is when I first started photographing weddings. So to me, it was a completely different landscape back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also acknowledge this is probably because of how I viewed photography. So back then, I, I really saw myself as this like solo adventurer. I was diving into this world of weddings completely alone and carving out my own creative path, even though I didn't even fully consider photography as a real job. So because of all that, I thought the ultimate success would simply be if I could make it on my own. In a way, I did make it long enough to still be photographing weddings now. But looking back, the way I went about it is to this day still one of my biggest regrets. So community to me has really changed over time into something that's become one of the most important pillars of my business versus before I never even knew Mm -hmm. it was a possibility. Awesome. What what kind of changed um, along the way that made you from being kind of like a solopreneur and doing it all yourself to deciding this was going to be a big part of your business? 
So a lot of this did change around the time that I moved to San Francisco. So back in 2015, I had no friends, no connections, no family in San Francisco. I just knew I wanted to be out here. So one of the first things I did when I did move out here was start looking at online communities. Mm -hmm. I looked at meetup.com. I searched Facebook for Bay Area photography or, or wedding photography groups. I was even going to local camera stores and checking out their <laughs> bullet boards for notices. I um, love that. That's so good. I was trying to think of anything possible. And that's, right. that's the, the time that I first heard of Rising Tide Society. They've just, it's, they've had such a huge impact on both my business and my personal life. So that's always something that I really love to, to mention when I talk about community first off. So in San Francisco, after hearing about Rising Tide Society, this just amazing national community of local creatives, I, I started attending meetings and that really connected me to several photographers that were in need of assistance. And after working for a lot of these incredible photographers, that's how I slowly started building this network and portfolio of California weddings. I was asked to assist film photographers. I had never heard of film before. Uh, I had film photographers ask me to roll film. I didn't even know what that meant. And I, I stayed up all night watching YouTube videos on how to roll film until I could do it in person. So these are just some of the funny ways that I kind of started branching out in my community. And finally, I would say that the other biggest thing that I really did to find community in my area was to just pursue education, which mm -hmm. I think sometimes seems like a strange thing to do before you're really making like a strong income and you have a strong presence in the community. But I found that whenever I personally invested in education, especially group education, I immediately found other photographers, other wedding vendors that were very serious about being the best they could be for their clients. And these are ultimately the people that I wanted to be around. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that because I feel like a lot of people, when they think about, you know, going and doing group education, they don't think about the fact that they're making connections with the other photographers that are there as well. Yes, I met so many good friends at workshops that I've mm -hmm. been attending with them and we had no idea who we were before we showed up. So I definitely love that. Why did you feel this need to seek out that type of community and, and just really pursue it in your new hometown? I think at that time, I was really looking for something that I hadn't felt fulfilled by in my life so far. So I was really looking for something that I knew I was missing back when I lived in Georgia. And I knew that if I tried something different, if I tried being vulnerable and giving more of myself in order to find community, that that's how I was ultimately going to find lasting connections. Mm -hmm. We'll hop back to the conversation in just one moment, but we wanted to tell you about a free community we're building for all of our listeners. Join us on Facebook at Dare to Developers, a group for creatives to find community, access free resources, get tips and tricks from all of our guests, and more. Join us at the group. We hope to see you there. What does community look like for you today? So community today, I think, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm thinking about just the situation we're in right now in like yes. COVID-19 and 
feeling so physically alone in my home, but at the same time feeling more connected in some ways than ever before. Community for me is, it's, it's the vendors that I'm talking to on a near daily basis, whether it's just through group chats or on social media platforms or on online forums. It's the people that I'm seeing regularly at events, both business and networking related. It's, it's my accountability group that meets once a month, sometimes more than once a month as we, we do things together just, just for fun. And that's something I'd love to talk more about too. But community is something that it's really like a near daily thing for me. There's not a single day that goes by where I don't think like, gosh, like how, how can I approach this client situation differently? How can I, how can I craft this email or run it by somebody just as like a, another set of eyes before I send this out in the world? Who can I chat with about this? And community just feels like something that's constantly at my fingertips now. Mm-hmm. So you're able to kind of share your hardships, even like any just questions in general. And you know that you have people who you know have your back and are there for you and will give you great advice and criticism. Yes, exactly. And that's, again, just so different from how things looked 10 years ago when I first started out and I had nobody to talk to. Even though I I run this business entirely on my own, I am the so employee of my business, I've never felt so connected with other people who are supporting me and cheering me along every day. I love that. I mean, that is really the heart of why we're doing this podcast is just how important community is for creatives since we do, most of us run solo businesses and are alone and are weathering the storms of entrepreneurship and the industry and things like COVID-19 and what that does to your business and just how important it is to have community with other creatives and like-minded people and just people that are going through the same thing as you. So has there been any unconventional sources um, of community for you? Yes. So I've, I've really wanted to chat more about my own personal accountability group, which we've kind of unofficially named the of accountability. Love it. <laughs> so the whole story of kind of how this all started. So three years ago, back in 2017, a, a locally based designer here, her name is Dohee Kim. She attended a San Francisco meeting of the Rising Tide Society. And at this meeting, the one thing she noticed consistently was this this like struggle of others, this common struggle around staying accountable to working on our businesses versus always just in our businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And after this meeting, Dohi reached out to a handful of people that she thought might be interested in forming a separate meetup specifically dedicated to this kind of business accountability. And at this first get together, many of us didn't know each other. We were colleagues, but not really friends. We were loosely acquainted through attending local networking events, like the ones put together by Rising Tide Society. And the majority of us were loosely affiliated with the wedding industry, but not exclusive to it. We were also mostly full-time creative professionals or headed actors. So we were coming from all sorts of different backgrounds, but we did have this much in common. We were all seeking coworkers. So in a way, coworkers to hold us accountable to our goals, we were looking to level up in terms of our goals. So how can we make these goals more precise, more polished? How can we 
create goals in a way that we know we'll execute successfully on. We were all interested in also finding deeper purpose in our work and business. So not just doing it to do it, but having a thoughtful design behind what we offered, like a higher mission statement. And finally, we were all very much into practicing solidarity by opening up our own businesses and lives with one another. We knew that we didn't want to just take, take, take things. We really wanted to give. And that's how we decided to enter into this community together. And that's that's really how our Office of Accountability was born. Um, we've been meeting regularly for three years now. And I can, I can give a quick summary of how we work, if that's something interesting. Yeah, definitely. So we meet once a month. We meet on the first Wednesday of every month at the same time in rotating locations. We take turns hosting typically at our own homes. We start in with a like a check-in around the last month's goals, like what's working or not working. Then we spend about five to 10 minutes brainstorming about our goals for the next month. We share those goals. During this whole time, we have a note taker who takes who just kind of like jots down a summary of what everyone's been talking about. And then between meetings, we use Slack to post questions to the group, to report our progress or areas where we're stuck. And we have all of our goals and progress publicly posted on a document in our Slack. So all of this has kind of developed organically as we realize a need for it. Nowadays, we have 13 Slack channels just based on the interests of our group. We have... Mm -hmm. We're real friends now, which I think is a very interesting to think of, interesting thing to think about. Like again, at this beginning, we didn't really know each other, and now we share office spaces. We constantly provide referrals to jobs. We collaborate together. We've created new side businesses. Earlier this year, we started a accountability group hike club. Uh, <laughs> a couple of our members mentioned wanting to be more active outdoors, so we started hiking together two times a week. We do portfolio reviews, tax prep days, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, yeah, that's really our office of accountability. I love that. So actually, me and Ashley met from an accountability group. It did not last, survive, (laughs) did not survive the test of time, but I, I love seeing like all you and all of your group members, like getting together. I feel like as entrepreneurs, just working by ourselves, we kind of yearn for that. So um, just creating that organically into it, like, like you said, kind of like coworkers is, is pretty amazing. How has this community kind of helped you in your business? So I'll, I'll rewind a little bit here and maybe reference back to when I first mentioned seeking education as a form of building community. Mm-hmm. So I attended a local wedding photography workshop the first year I moved to San Francisco. And at this workshop, I I met a girl, another attendee and photographer named Kayla. And she turned out to be the leader at that time of the local chapter of the Rising Tide Society. And after meeting Kayla, she really encouraged me to attend these meetings regularly. And she ended up directly referring me to a wedding that she wasn't available for. And that wedding ended up getting published in People magazine. It was Robin Williams's youngest son's wedding. Wow. Amazing. It was incredible. And at those same Rising Tide Society meetings, Kayla later introduced me to another local photographer named Courtney. When Courtney wasn't available for a wedding, she referred me to what became my biggest package booking at the time. It was the wedding of Ramit Sethi, a New York Times bestselling author. 
And I, I, I always tell these stories, like not, not as a way to brag, but to show how it just wasn't, it wasn't magic. All I did was lean into my community. I did the best work I could possibly do so that I was recognized as reliable and hardworking, but then it was also the right opportunities. And both these weddings, like the, the Williams wedding and Ramit's wedding, they were so insane. Like we went through a lot of really tough conversations regarding contract revisions, publicity rights, non-disclosure clauses. But ultimately, because I had my community to go back to and ask questions, I learned so much from my clients in return. I was able to stay compassionate, understanding, yet firm. And I, I always felt like I knew how to proceed because of my community. Mm-hmm. That's great. I have... so. For our listeners kind of trying to create this community, how would you kind of let them know how to do this in an like, organic way and creating these true friendships that you have where people can trust you and send these referrals to? Versus just like reaching out and being like, hey, if you have any weddings you can't do, like refer me because nobody likes when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my biggest advice would be, I guess it's twofold. So one is to just not be afraid of being the, I think there's a lot to be said in putting your desire for community out there in public and seeing what happens. Cause I promise you, like there are so many others out there that feel exactly the same way that you do and you're not alone. And then secondly, just going back to creating the space of trust, like what's worked for my group is that we really value this authenticity, this vulnerability, like creating a safe space to share. And it all goes back to the fact that we came into this space with the idea of giving rather than taking. Um, mm-hmm. Something that's always stayed with me. I remember attending this other networking event where I had another vendor come up to me and ask me about our accountability group, something she had heard about and was interested in. And she wanted to ask, she was like, what prevents you guys from stealing business from each other when you're that close to one another? Mm -hmm. And I thought that mindset behind the question was really like what was allowing our accountability to continue to survive and thrive is because we never once thought of, we've never thought about the idea of stealing or taking business from one another. Instead, we've all put our businesses on the line to help each other grow and Mm -hmm. kind of um, how we've entered into this, this space together. I love that. I mean, I know your office of accountability sounds a lot like mastermind format for some people who have invested in like that type of education. And I know like there are some people that are worried about that. And so for instance, I've been in a mastermind the last couple of years that has been people from all different industries so I'm like the only wedding professional in the in the group. And that's been an interesting experience, not only to get feedback from people outside of the industry who are, you know, working in different creative professions or service-based industries, as well as then, you know, there isn't that fear, which I, I 100% believe in your message of like, we need to not lean into the fear and let that be like the motivator. But at the same time, like a group like that could also be a really neat, outlet if that is something you're you're worried about at this time in your business. Yes. For sure. So have you taken steps into any sort of leadership to help other people find community? I, I know you've started breaking into like education yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I started offering mentorships about three years ago. And 
it was all about providing answers and guidance in a way that I would have really wanted to see back when I was first starting out. So I do now offer both private one-on-one mentorships as well as the occasional group kind of like classroom format mentorship. And again, there's just not goes by where I don't think like, wow, I'm just so grateful to the people in my life who've given me so much. And every time I think that, I try and take the time to to hop online and answer a question in the community forum or or share some advice in my Instagram stories or whatever. Um, that's, that's just kind of how I've wanted to continue giving back as much as possible. Amazing. So what would you tell yourself if you could kind of go back in time from the beginning 10 years ago when you started? Anything you would change? I would have told myself to seek this kind of community earlier. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> I would have told myself to to lean in more into that like giving mentality versus the taking one. I love that. I mean, what are some ways that you feel like you're able to give in your accountability group with those other vendors that is mutually beneficial to both them and you? I feel like when I Actually, not just when I first started out, even now, I feel like as wedding photographers, a lot of us are really scared about talking things that seem very serious, things with numbers like our finances, our income, our expenses. And those are just cards that we keep held really close to our chest. And I have been trying to open up more of this conversation both within my accountability group as well as with the general public, trying to be really open about the kind of expenses that I run with my business, what kind of net profit I make year over year and why I charge what I charge. I think these are conversations that really benefit the industry and our clients as a whole to really understand inside and out. So those are just kind of topics that I've been working again, like both with my accountability group members and with like other industry members to try and promote more learning into. Mm -hmm. I think it's great since us as creatives, we're not for like photographers or florists. We're not just that we have to wear every single hat in the business when it comes to numbers and taxes and all that other stuff that a lot of people like to push aside. So kind of bringing it up and helping people understand it is is great and amazing. And I think our industry definitely needs that. Yeah, for sure. I know when I was with my business, I just was so down on myself because my expenses looked so large compared to the money that I was taking home. And I thought that mm-hmm. I was doing something wrong. Um, when in reality, that's something that a lot of businesses do and some crazy misconception I had that my, that my take-home pay had to be larger than my expenses. Mm -hmm. So just things like that. I wish people had talked about more when I was first starting out. And that's the kind of conversation that I really hope to have with people who are interested in hopping into this kind of work. I love that. So what tips do you have for our listeners to start developing community and finding that kind of tribe for their their industry or their specific profession. Yeah, again, just just put it out there. Put your desire for community out there and someone will respond. I think a lot of us wait around for the perfect group to join, like hearing, oh, that'd be nice to like just 
have this accountability group open up a slot for me or have this local group just, you know, invite me into their home and start giving. (laughs) (laughs) We have so much power at our own fingertips to create this space for other people. And that is such a fantastic thing. Um, So again, just don't be afraid to be the person who starts something. I love that. I know taking a leap of faith and daring to do something like that is so nerve wracking for a lot of creatives, especially those that are like, introverts, (laughs) or I use all my energy to talk to my clients. Why should I put in energy into talking to other vendors on a day to day basis? But it is so vital. And I know I wouldn't be where I am today without community. So awesome. Well, Cassie, thank you so much for sharing a lot about how you've developed community and what that's looked like transitioning with your move. And just as your business grows, I've loved hearing about it. So if it's all right, we'd love to move into a time of fast facts so our listeners can get to know you. Yeah, I'm excited. So first up, what do you shoot with? So for all my digital work, I photograph on a Sony A7 III. And then on film, I photograph with a contact 645. Love it. What is, on a, after a wedding day, your favorite snack? My favorite snack after a wedding day is grabbing an In-N-Out burger on the way home. <laughs> yes. yes. We, hit, we hit up In-N-Out quite a few times on oh, weddings. Yes. We work together. <laughs> awesome. We, we usually go for the fries and shakes, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Usually go the other way. (laughs) So on your way to a wedding or an event, do you have like a pump up jam or what gets you in the mood to shoot? Oh gosh. I, (laughs) someone once described my music taste to me as like a, like a really sassy YouTube makeup blogger. Like, (laughs) I love that description. So we're going to need more context. (laughs) That's a lot of really bad remixes of top 40 pop. (laughs) I love it. I'm I know this is not right, but I'm definitely picturing like a now 20 mixed with like kids bop. And I know that's not right at all, but that's definitely what I'm imagining. It might be more accurate than you think. <laughs> is there a certain song that's been your go-to last season? Oh my gosh, I've listened to so much like Drake and Ariana Grande together. I couldn't I couldn't just pick one. <laughs> You might need to send us a link so we can link in the show notes if you have like a Spotify playlist or yes, yes. Where, where you find these remixes because I need some good workout music too. <laughs> awesome. So good. What is um, the best educational book podcast that you've learned from? So to be entirely honest, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts on my own. <laughs> all good I did listen to a little bit of Jenna Jenna Kutcher maybe like two years ago um, in terms of I also don't read a lot of nonfiction. I think most of my learning comes from like like little spurts like if I'm hitting a problem and I'm on YouTube that's kind of going that's awesome what is one daring leap you've made in your business or your life Gosh, the obvious one is probably the cross-country move from Atlanta to San Francisco. But maybe one of my favorite personal daring leaps is deciding to go backpacking in Europe on my own, um, which is something that my mom still doesn't know I did. (laughs) Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Was this 
I, was this back in college or yes, was this was, more recently? It was back in college. I I went to Italy for like a month-long study abroad program. And for the second month, I traveled throughout Europe on my own. But my mom thinks that was with a big group of people. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that. I know. I just went um, and did my first solo trip to Europe last year. And I mean, I didn't do a whole month. It was just a week, but it was just so freeing to just be like, I can do this. I'm, you know, excuse my language, badass bitch. Like I can do anything like, <laughs> oh my God, it's incredible. And the feeling is really addicting. I, after that trip, I knew I wanted to do it again. And I, I went solo backpacking in Thailand a few years after that. And Oh my gosh. I, yeah. I'm so glad to hear you've done it too. It's, it's, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. And you because I know you did that one trip in to Europe, you did all those shoots and you just traveled around and worked, which was amazing. I loved following that too. Yes, that was that was really fun. I went with another photographer and (laughs) planned shoots all through countries as we were moving through. That's awesome. So Cassie, what's your favorite thing to do outside of photography? See, I love cooking. I love creating mostly like boomerang forward Instagram cooking stories. I love, <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I really love detective fiction, specifically like in the public domain. Like it's such a like um, niche thing, but I love reading like cozy British kind of like Agatha Christie esque <laughs> stories. Uh, yeah, like murder she wrote. Type. Yeah, my friends are always making fun of me because these books are so old that they're. Scan <laughs> online. So like I'm reading scans of old books on my computer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are some things I love to do. And also just constantly like tormenting my dog. Just <laughs> well, I was going to say for our listeners, you definitely want to follow along Cassie's Instagram stories because she is a master cooker and I wish I could cook and come up with all these meals like you do on the daily. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish I could have you here. So you I was like, I just think about how you have all those ingredients. So I definitely don't have that many ingredients in my fridge at any given time. (laughs) Oh man. Well, it's easy when you eat um, similarly fried things just over and over again. Yes. (laughs) I love. So what is one thing that you think that you're good at in your business? I think I'm really good at bringing the best version of myself to my client celebrations and their weddings. Um, I think the mailman is here. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's cute. So where can our listeners find you online? Website, Instagram, other social media platforms? Yes, they can find me on my website. That's www.cassievalenti.com. They can find me on Instagram. Uh, that's Cassie Valenti Photo. And yeah, those are my two main platforms. So Cassie, are there any announcements or special offers you want to tell our listeners about? Just in light of everything happening, I'm currently offering free 45-minute discovery calls with anybody interested in pursuing mentorship or business coaching or anybody who just wants to talk. Amazing. That's so sweet. Thank you. So listeners out there, you know, Great way to start creating this community, getting to know people. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. Before we end, what do you dare our listeners to do after listening to your episode? 
I dare you all to go out today and find someone, preferably online, virtually at this time, <laughs> who <laughs> you really admire and just send them a genuine message of acknowledgement. Just tell them how much you love their work, what it is about it that's out to you. I want some kindness today in the world. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Dare to Develop, Cassie. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It's been incredible amounts of fun. <laughs> Christine and I thoroughly enjoyed hearing from Cassie all about how she built community after moving out west, what tips she had for building community, and how looking back she wished she would have done it earlier. Yes, and I love how she dared you all to reach out to creatives. If you don't have a community, make your own and just go out there and do it. So we dare you to join our Facebook group, Dare to Developers, to find community with some other creatives across the country and across the world. Catch you next time on Dare to Develop. That's fine. I don't Thanks so much for joining us today on Dare to Develop. We'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review if you love today's episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at daretodevelopodcast.com and follow along on IG at Dare to Develop. Catch us next week for more fun as we hear from creatives who have dared greatly in their businesses and develop community along the way.